Seltzer Kings. Podcasts. Welcome to Bottle of White, Bottle of Red, the podcast that pairs the albums of Billy Joel with fine wine. From Cold Spring Harbor to the River of Dreams, grab a glass of your favorite vino and let's dive into the work of the Piano Man. Welcome to Bottle of White, Bottle of Red, the podcast where we pair the albums of Billy Joel with fine wines. I'm Corey Cavan. And I'm Bill Grandberg. And today we have got a doozy. We have got a zinger. We have got to take a walk across something I like to call <laughs> the bridge. Yeah. That's right. We're doing the bridge. Tenth album. Tenth album. Amazing. Yeah, we can't believe we made it this far. Yeah. Tenth album. Yeah. We can't believe we made it either. It's the 10th album, yeah. but it's our 11th episode because in the middle of this, we did Songs in the Attic. True. Which is a Billy Joel album, but it is, it is a compilation. Not a studio album. Not a studio album. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's I think, I think you know, we've been yeah. going back and forth of what, what is in this run and what, are, what is the main discography. And, mm-hmm. and I think live albums are 100%. We're going to be doing the Russia Concert album next week. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also possibly going to do some bonus content around... Uh, some albums that aren't necessarily Billy Joel solo albums, but they should be fun. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We we still the verdict's still out on on if we're going to do the greatest hits one and two. That is true. But today, um, I, I want to get into a little bit of what will be on the episode, and then we will get started. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this album. We're gonna talk about our wines. We we might even dig into the old mailbag later. Oh yeah, of uh, some some feedback we've gotten from some of our listeners. Mm-hmm. We want to thank you for listening. Um, Go leave a review. We'll read them. We read all our reviews. We read all our mail. Yeah. Leave us some leave us some rate and reviews. Yeah, feedback. And, Love uh, that feedback. Uh, you know who I don't think was a fan of feedback? Mr. Joel. I think he just wanted to do his thing. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think he ever cared what anyone thought. I think one of the toughest critics of Billy Joel is himself. Oh, for sure. He... he has said about this album, The Bridge. Yeah. Um, there, there's a review that was later. I believe it was in 1993. Mm-hmm. He said, this was not a happy album. I was not simpatico with the musicians, mm-hmm. some of whom I've been working with a long time. His band, Stegmeier, yeah. uh, Kanata, all those guys. Yeah. And he said, I don't think the material was good. I was pressured by management, management to put it out too fast. Wow. And by the end, I sort of gave up caring, which for me was unusual. I remember reading bad reviews. Yeah. And agreeing with them. Wow. So, yeah, this is not a, like, you, we've said in the past, like, you know, certain albums are not happy albums. Yeah. This one is one where he really, I mean, he's he's just got married to Christy Brinkley. Yep. They just had, they had his, a daughter. Had his daughter, yeah. Alexa Ray. Um, and uh, he is basically in the place where he wanted to be home with his daughter. Yeah. So this, and the album kind of shows that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, weirdly enough, though, you know, knowing, going into this album that I, I, was barely familiar with one or two songs on the track list. Mm-hmm. None of them really jumped out at me. Uh, listening to it, I realized I have heard a couple of these songs. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm like, I don't know any of these songs. Yeah. And before this whole podcast started, she asked me a song on Bridge. I, I couldn't, couldn't off the top of my head think of it. So I kind of went into this album a little more blank slate than usual. But I let's just say I, I my take on it was not what I thought it would be. Um, Interesting, and uh, we can kind of talk about that later. But um, we've—I'm very excited, as I mentioned, uh, for our uh, wine selection this week because we are going into uncharted territory. A couple weeks ago, we did our first bubbly episode, and uh, this week we are doing a brand new type of uh, wine as well. Well, it's a great wine to start the album off with, yeah, uh, because our wines are selected as always by Catherine. From Celery Wines in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this first wine. Uh, Catherine, tell us what our first wine is going to be today. Hi, Corey and Bill. It's Catherine here from Celery, the wine shop in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, here to talk about the two pairings for Billy Joel's album, The Bridge. The pairing for the A side is an ice 
wine coming from um, the Niagara area of Canada, just over the border of uh, New York State near Buffalo. Um, we know this area is cold and ice wine is made when ice basically encompasses and closes grape bunches and allows the grapes to phenolically develop uh, within the ice. And by the time they're harvested, they're nice and uh, rich and, and sweet and they are vinified into something that pairs perfectly with some stinky cheeses or your dessert. Uh, you have just a little bit of dab will do you. This particular one is made from the Riesling grape. I think it is so flavorful and I hope that it is as sweet as Billy Joel Cruz. All right. So we've got a uh, Henry of Pelham ice wine because Amazing. our first track <laughs> our first track has to do with the word ice uh, ice wine is uh, a pretty sweet pretty yeah. concentrated wine this one is from on- ontario amazing I, i've only had ice wine as yeah. like usually like a dessert or pre-dessert course in a restaurant yeah i mean it's it's definitely something that you kind of don't drink on an empty stomach while starting a podcast you kind of drink after a very yeah. big meal maybe with some cheese a good I, cheese cheese pairing wine. I got some cheese if you want me to get some. I think Ooh. there's probably nothing more that people like on podcasts than, you know, the noises of people chewing <laughs> and eating. Ooh. Pop that shit. All right. Here we go. All right. Here um, we go. You can already see that it's a little, like, it's thick. It's yeah. a little more viscous. It's kind of like of... you're pouring, like, some syrup. Uh, yeah. Cheers to you. Cheers. Woo! <laughs> ding oh, dang, daddy, doggy. That is sweet. But not bad. No, it's good. It's not overpowering. There's no, like, cloying sweetness. It's actually, like, refreshing. Yeah, that, that feels Ooh. like something that you could just drink. Oh, shoot. The bottle of San Pellegrino is just running all over oh, the boy. table with all the electric equipment. Awesome. Perfect. That's a, that's a good scenario. Wow. This is a very good okay, there we go. wine. Thank you, sir. This is a good wine, yeah. All right. Let's get into, let's get into the album. Yeah. So... Ice wine, running on ice. Running ice, our We're first gonna, track. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of times we talk about first track of the album, how, how it kind of introduces itself to you. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a very good example of a kind of an, a, a WTF moment, a little, a little weird shell shock. But let's, let's listen to just the start of this song. I mean... I mean, you'd be, you, you wouldn't, th- this is a police song. Yeah. Like, we were reading in, in, in the Root Beer Rag, in his fan site, someone asked him what his favorite song of, like, 1986 was, and he said, the police. Obviously, he knows of the police and an influence, but this, that sounds like Sting. That sounds like yeah. I mean, a police song. Just listen to this. This is the police, That's, spirits in the material world. Yeah. So then this is the police. And you got that offbeat shuffle. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Very kind of reggae, very kind of ska. And then you go to... I mean, that's it. Yeah. It's it, totally, it, totally, it, totally... His his police song, mm-hmm. which... I mean, the police are kind of... You forget, because I think Sting kind of became this very, you know, mainstream dude. But police kind of had an edge when they first came out. Like, they were they were kind of an edgy... Like new wave, yeah, band, yeah, yeah, definitely, kind of like, uh, uh, I guess, like roots reggae. Um, yeah, you getting some of that? You getting some of that sweetness from the ice wine? It's weird because it's almost like I know it's one, but it's almost like <laughs> you're literally drinking grape juice. It's like drinking grape juice that has been frozen and yeah. refuses to thaw. Yeah, and it really coats your mouth. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like you're drinking like. Grape uh, pancake syrup. Yeah, you know? a little bit. I mean, uh, it's delicious. Like I said, it, it's smooth and it does not have this like cloying sweetness to it. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Um, so I think a thing as we get into this, you yeah. mentioned that this album is uh, this album is you know competing with the music of the time. Mm-hmm. It's it's also an album where he you know he he's massively successful now he's been massively right. successful for a while but he's yeah. also been touring a long time yeah and you know in that interview quote that i read he said that the they kind of made him push this out before it was ready yeah i think some of that is that he is trying to make these songs where it's like cool i've got this sketch of a police type song yeah and he he's said in the past like he kind of wanted to be home with his family yeah and so you know like the this a lot of these songs feel a little bit hurried, mm-hmm. um, a little bit not as like soulful Joel. 
No. You know? But I think, in a way, there's it, that's kind of refreshing coming after the last album. True. I, 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 I was... For, for, for anyone that may have not, you know... Listen to the last thing. Just give it, you know, the last album. Right. That was that was eighties man. It's it's Doo-Wop Joel. Yeah. It's him going back to the music of his uh, of his childhood. Yeah. And this, it, it's kind of exciting. I mean, Billy Joel's take on any type of music is always going to kind of have a Billy Joel vibe to it, just because, which kind of you know, unfortunately, makes it a little lame. I think, but it's very refreshing to hear him kind of incorporate these new. Things into his music. Yeah, let's listen to just a little bit more of Running Ice. Oh, no there, there's that yeah. like stab of like a synthesizer or a horn yeah. that feels very eighties right here. Right here. Yeah. Like it, it reminds me of like. <laughs> did you ever watch N- NBA Inside Stuff when uh-huh. you were a kid? Yeah. It's like it's like John Tesh making a theme. It's like a little bit. Um. Also, also I mean, a little it, bit. You know what kind of reminds me of? Huh. You, you ever you ever play the game Metal Gear Solid? Uh, I like a little, not not a, a ton. A lot of it's just like you sneaking around and trying mm. not to get seen. Yeah, but then sometimes you get seen, and a giant like explanation point will go over your head, and then you'll just hear you'll hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that kind of synthy thing sounds to me like. It does, I mean. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's that. Sounds like that feel like the '80s and '90s because of the yeah. synth of video game stuff happening. Yeah, but you know um, what's crazy? So like this song, it goes from the the verses are very police, but then like you can't escape the Joelness of it on the chorus. In the chorus, and yeah. it gets cheesy as hell. I know. There's also I don't I don't know how dead on I am here with the with the lyrical analysis. Yeah. But him saying like him saying stuff at like. They say this highway's going my way, but I don't know where it's taking me. It's mm-hmm. a bad waste, a sad case, a rat race. It's breaking me. Yeah. And he's like, I'm running on ice. I mean, I think it's almost like a, a cousin to pressure in that way. Yeah, that's true. It's I, a, I can see that. Except this pressure is more just like, hey, you know, I'm spinning my wheels. That's I'm running on ice. I'm, yeah. I'm putting energy into it, and I'm just slipping. I'm just not, you know, I'm not getting traction. So, yeah. That's the opener, Running on Ice. Okay. All right, so the second song... We're running on ice wine. We are running, dude. I'm really enjoying this ice wine. I'm really enjoying this ice wine. This is definitely not the context for drinking ice wine. No. But it's really kind of nice and refreshing, and I'm down with it. I would say this. If you have not had some ice wine, get yourself some ice wine. Have a good meal. Get a heavy meal. Yeah. Get a good heavy meal. A good heavy steak. Yeah. Something like that, and then enjoy some light ice wine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The second song on this yeah. album. Mm-hmm. Um, we're about to hear the... This was the third single from the album. Yeah. I remember this one very much. This one I remember as yeah. well. Here we go. This is this is the time. Start out with that synth. First of all, you know what that sounds like? It sounds like? It sounds like, hey, man, do you do you mind if... Uh, hey, man, can you set a timer for, uh, for the roast to go off on your iPhone? It does. Like oh, the, uh, the roast is done. Thanks. Okay. It's, it, it, it sounds like iPhone a, alarm. Yeah, it sounds like iPhone alarm. But we get the synthy, slow synthy yeah. lead-in. It's just a weird sound. It's such and, a like yeah. artificial sounding like plunking. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. This is kind of like classic '80s, like. You know, it's like you're in an 80s action movie, right. steam coming off the runway, and someone's yeah. walking across during a sunset. So this reminded me, like, you're going to hear it. Yeah, this is, it's very, like, Mark Knopfler, like, yeah. guitar noodling. I know it's Billy Joel, but I got to say, it could easily not be Billy Joel. Totally. This could easily be, not Bruce Hornsby, but it could. It could no, I think, I think you're spot on. I mean, there's, yeah. I, post I, post Bruce, eagles, yeah, or know, like, like I said, like, like dire straits, dire like, straits. It, like it, it, it does have that vibe. And again, it's like second song. First, first was police, and second is this very specific lane, yeah, that he's trying for. I don't think this is a failure. No, I mean I think it's great. Let's get to the course. Okay, hang on. The vibe here is different. 
Yeah, it very much. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds yeah. me of Karate Kid 2. It does. When they're in Okinawa, and it's kind of like, yeah. it, it's an 80s action movie, yeah. but it's got a lot of melodrama to it. Yeah. We, you you know how you had said in the last one, like we had said, angry, like it's got Prelude, Angry Young Man, Root Beer Rag vibes. Mm-hmm. There's none of that in this. There's no. no staccato piano. I know. Like this is, if someone was like, hey, it's like yeah. I said, if Hey, Billy, write an 80s yeah. song. Like, that is this. Which is interesting because I feel like, you know, Billy Joel reading the reviews and agreeing with them, I, I do think he accomplished something here. Totally. Like, I like this vibe. Yeah. And, like, you know, lyrically, I don't know if you kind of delve into the lyrics, it's a very mature, like, it's kind of this idea of, like, understanding, you know, nostalgia while it's happening. Mm, yeah, which I think is like kind of this very sad outlook on life. It's like it's it's that moment yeah. where you're looking at something in life, and you're like, "This is happening before my eyes, yeah. and it's amazing that it's happening now." But yeah. I kind of can't connect to it because right. I'm kind of thinking about the past. And yeah, and then it, and then that this already feels like a memory that I can't go back to. Absolutely, and that's so depressing. Now. Like, cu- Couple that with someone who just had a daughter who's like, yeah. I don't want to be in the studio making music. I'd rather be home with my kid who's brand yeah. new. Like, Except, I wonder if that's where he's coming from. I mean, I totally get that. I totally think that that's it. I mean, I, I know that feeling. I have that feeling all the time. Yeah. I'm a father of seven. I get it all the time. Oh, for sure. Sure. You totally. you had a kid during the first part of this podcast. I did. Yeah. I did. Oh, congrats, yeah. by the way. I forgot to. Sorry. Hey, thanks so much. Congrats. I don't see him much. You want to toast with some ice wine? Yeah, give me a little ice wine. Okay. There we go. Um, no, but like that's that's what's crazy is like. Yeah. Remember, you, do you, I, I was thinking about this the other day. It's a weird tangent. We can totally cut this. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like when you first had nostalgia as a kid? Mm. Kind of. I think I was pretty young when I did. I I like remember it. Really? It was like the end of a summer. Mm-hmm. It was like it wasn't like the weekend before going back to school, but it was like there was like a week left. It was like mid to late August, right? And I was in bed, going to bed, and I just started thinking about the summer, and I was reminded about, oh, shoot, I have to go to school in two weeks. And then I all of a sudden started getting this, like, very, like, sad, poignant feeling for shit that happened, like, a month ago. <laughs> but, like, I, I instinctively knew, I, I understood, like, oh, shit, like, there's no going back. Right. And that was the first time. And, like, you know, I've had that my entire life. <laughs> and... I think this is like when it finally, when the gap between when the nostalgia is happening and the present goes away. Mm-hmm. So you're nostalgic for like right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's it. Yeah. Like you're kind of like in this deterministic universe where you know, you feel, you feel like this has already happened and that yeah. no matter how much joy you can't live in the moment because you're constantly evaluating it from a, another perspective and i think that's mm. kind of sad yeah that is true and that is sad because the moment's all we got yeah the moment is all we got but yeah. i know what you're saying i know i know that feeling for sure yeah so yeah that is uh that is yeah. um this is the time i kind of um, love it i mean it, it you know i i sort of feel like i mean we're tangenting hard on this but i feel like we brought up bruce hornsby yeah you know there's groups like bonnie fair who yeah. i feel like have sort of welcomed back in that era of like yeah. sex, sexy sax like the bruce hornsby I like, era I like war on drugs war on drugs kind of absolutely i mean uh, yeah uh steve winwood i feel like has kind of come back into fashion with some of those well, speaking yeah. of steve winwood oh, he's, he's on whoa <laughs> did he just email <laughs> shoot uh, he's on this album. It was back in high life at AOL.com. What? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Winwood's on this album. Yeah, I know. I- I'm very excited to get to that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I-, I think that uh, this album kind of, you know, does, it-, it brings it brings forth some of those things. And I think yeah. some of those things are kind of back in fashion now in popular music. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Rizzle. Okay. Um, uh, our, um, our next song. Mm-hmm. I got to say, yeah, I'm not going to say it's one of the, the greatest Billy Joel songs. Oh, my gosh. But it's one of my favorite Billy Joel songs. Okay. Here we go. One, two, one, two, three, four. Matter of Trust. Yeah. This is him doing Bruce, I think. It is him. It's absolutely him doing Springsteen. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like very E Street, like, yeah. and I like this song, I, and I like the vibe of this song. Yeah, totally. But I it's mean, like... Yeah, it's like an alternate world where we, where Billy Joel is kind of like a rocker. Yeah, it's um, 
it, it, it's also yeah it's the only billy joel album or sorry the only billy joel um video where he's featured solely on guitar yeah but and you know the video right it's the, it's one where he's like they're playing in a studio and it's hot and then they kind of like overflow into the street and the entire street gets in on it. Yeah, so they're I in, love that video. They're in they're on St. Mark's in the East Village. Yeah. And it's got a way longer opening. Let's just listen to part of the opening of yeah. it real quick. First two chords are open fifth, second two chords are open fifth. Keep the same chords. Okay, girls. You keep the chords. Okay, girls. Love that. He just razzes the band. Matter of trust. Does it have a, we have an 11 button? Did you hear that? Yeah. He's talking about a Spinal Tap, spinal reference. tap reference. Wow. Like, we got an 11 button on that thing? It's too hot in here. Wait. It's too hot. Can you guys open the windows? They open the one, windows. Two, oh, now we're into the one, whole, yeah. two, yep. three, four. That's when the track starts. And then all of a sudden, yeah. all of New York is like, I'm sorry, is Billy Joel playing on St. Mark's Street right now? It's their U2 moment. It's, it's Streets Have No Name. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, they, uh, and everybody gets into it. Everybody runs out there. Also, a crazy thing in the, in the um, video, and we'll get back to the song, and in the video, Christy Brinkley comes out with Alexa Ray, with his daughter. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's definitely Joel rocking out. I mean, like, that's in the video, but there's people driving by in cars, like, screaming out, uh, out of sunroofs and stuff. I mean, I got to say, if you're at this point and you're making these songs, mm-hmm. dude, why not just make a guitar rock song? I, I mean, that's that's kind of why I, I like this song. Yeah. I feel like this is him being like, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to make a song where I'm uh, it. I'm not the piano man. I'm a front man yeah. for like a rock band. Yeah. And uh, I, I've heard that there's demos of this with a lot heavier piano. Yeah. But I like the fact that this is a lot of I like the fact that this is a lot of uh, just straightforward guitar. Yeah. I mean, I really like this song. I do too. Um, uh, he he is he has gone on record. Uh, the piano man has gone on record saying this is his favorite video. He loves this video. I get it. It it features him like looking like a yeah. cool guy playing. Yeah. like uh, front and man of a rock. It's also like obviously all that was staged, but it totally. also like absolutely. But it feels. It feels like grounded in reality in a way. Like he's not he's not like at a high school reunion or like on the Ed Sullivan show. There's no there's no like cheesy conceit. It's literally like this could happen. Totally. And this is real New York. And like yeah. I, I think a lot of the extras are probably real extras in this video. Totally. I think it's like I think it's definitely being like, Hey, we're opening up the street if you're here on this day. A PA is going to run by, get you to sign a release, and you're in the video now. Yeah, yeah, totally. One other, one other thing that I don't think you knew about this. I don't know. In 2020, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't either. In 2020, uh, yeah. Do you know how this song came back into prominence? I didn't know the song came back into prominence. Well, I don't know if I would say was it was it was it uh, the TV show The Boys. It was not through that. No, okay. no, it very. I would say much, another because the the boys, you know, they love Billy Joel. On that they show. love Billy Joel, and they they do some deep cuts on that show. Yeah. Okay. It came into prominence in a much more under the radar way. Twenty twenty. A lot of things happening in this country. Yeah. Uh, election, social upheaval. Yeah. All these things. Um, CNN puts out a set of commercials. Listen closely. Now more than ever, we need to trust one another and rebuild those bonds. Because when we trust one another, that is when we can truly achieve great things. What the heck? CNN, the most trusted name in news. They put out an ad campaign called Matter of Trust, and they used a stripped-down piano version of Matter of Trust to to basically underscore that they were the most trustworthy news source in 2020. Damn! Isn't that insane? Just imagine, like, if you go back to that video, you just see Don Lemon and Wolf Blitzer in the street going like, yeah, Billy. It's like, you know what it is? It's like it, the version of that song is like when they use, like, Creep in the Social Network trailer of mm-hmm. that, like, you know, mm-hmm. that, like, boys choir version of it. I'm a yeah. creep. But, yeah. like, what? <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. CNN, man. Wild. Oh, real quick before we go, um, more info on the CNN thing. CNN used... Matter of trust as their background music. Apparently, uh, Newsmax also used a Billy Joel song. No. Yeah. So this is in a Newsmax commercial. 
Do you think COVID-19 is actually real? <laughs> Nancy Pelosi is a lizard person. We'll see you on January 6th <laughs> on the Capitol lawn. We'll be wild. Wild. Yeah. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's get... Oh, sorry. Um, all right, let's get into the next song. Mm-hmm. The next song, crazily, the first single off the album. Here we go. Modern Woman. I mean, we've talked about 80s Joel. This I mean, is a different version of 80s Joel. This is. This reminds me of something so... I, be- I, I feel like I know what it reminds you of. What's that? It reminds me of, and it has also been compared to... Oh, Huey Lewis. It sounds so much like those versions of like 80s, like like Huey Lewis, like that kind of like that kind of 80s music. Yeah. Even like listen to the kind of like stabbing his synth horns in this. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just, you know, you're you're driving around. You've got you, you've got someone in the cop car putting the 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 like fake police thing because you're an undercover cop running yeah. through the streets of San Francisco, chasing people down. Yeah. It's an 80s. It's an 80s movie theme. Kind of yeah. reminds me of you know, "Harder Rock and Roll" is another uh, song that comes comes to yeah. comes to mind. It I kind of love it. Yeah, it's here's the thing: like a lot of a lot of these things are like they're just they're sort of new Joel territory. I just yeah. don't know if they really hold up in memory as much. No, but like I think giving them this look back kind of makes me appreciate it more. Yeah, like because, I, because I'll, it's I'll say this: time. we're all, we're not even like we're we're four songs in. I already know I would listen to this album over Innocent Man like nine out of ten times. Yeah. It, it, with you saying about this is the time, it's like nostalgia in the yeah. moment. This is kind of an album of him being in the moment with the 80s. Yeah. It's just a lot of that stuff. I think it's, it, the, fir- it's the first time he's kind of like embraced almost him. like wo- yeah, woken up to he's woke. He's, he woke. he's like woken up to uh, like contemporary times and been like, cool, yeah. what's going on now? Like, I guess he kind of did that with glass houses of like reacting to punk rock and stuff. Yeah. But this actually feels like it's not a reaction to, it is a embrace of the music that's happening at, the, at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then uh, moving on to the last song of a yep. uh, side. A, yep. um, you know, I don't know if this one necessarily, uh, Lines up with everything you just said. Okay. Uh, this song, uh, first of, uh, we talked about Steve Winwood being on this. Mm-hmm. This is another huge get for this album. Oh, yeah. We got Sir Ray Charles. I don't think he's really a sir, but yeah. He should be. Sure. If he was British, he'd be a sir. This is Baby Grand. Late at night. When it's dark and cold. So that's yeah. Billy singing. Yeah. It sound he's it, doing it, it, a Ray it, Charles yeah. impression. But that and he said when he started it, he mm. so when they started doing that, he was doing kind of like a kind of like a, a rock voice. And then mm-hmm. he decided to kind of do his his Ray Charles. You know what song it sounds like? Georgia. Yeah. It sounds like Ray Charles George George on my mind. Georgia. So yeah, uh, but yeah, written with, written, written with, and performed with uh, Mr. Ray, uh, and it's just a song about you know things go in and out of your life, but it's a song about the baby grand, yeah, and how the baby grand is always with you. From two piano men. I mean, that's what's funny is you think two piano men, and you think I know you're from the south, so you know this icon- iconography way better than I do. But the dueling piano bar, and, and that's how, yeah. That's yeah. how um, in the video they're both playing pianos. Yeah, it yeah. totally feels like a dueling piano so, bar thing, but it's like way more chill than what you see at a dueling piano bar. Yeah. So there's yeah. a part of the song. I think it's like two or three minutes. I want you to go to, and it's it's right after Billy Joel. He has a line about whether whether or not this song will sell. That's some classic Ray Charles. I mean, I don't that, think I, so. It almost sounds like that literally was just him reacting yeah. in real time. It I, didn't feel fake at all. <laughs> it was just Billy Joel like saying they're not going to play this on the radio, and Rachel was like, "What? I, I mean, why'd you get me in here? What? 
I, what do you I, mean they're not going to... I don't think... Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Wait, did you read my contract? Is this an album-only cut? I thought... What? Wait, they're not going to play this on the radio. I'm Ray Charles. <laughs> um, uh, the album... I didn't know this about this song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the way it came about is um, he got in touch with... Uh, Ray Charles, yeah, because he was gonna. He named his daughter Alexa Ray. Alexa Ray is named after Ray oh, Charles. Wow. And then, as they were talking about it, the idea for the song came up, and yeah. then they started doing it. Um, the videos, yeah, but uh, I mean, it. I guess it feels of yeah. the '80s. I think there's a weird thing of like music at this time. There's just yeah, you could kind of do whatever. So you Here's can do so, this kind of like. Let me ask you this, because I was thinking about this. Listen to this. Like Billy, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Billy Joel is very resistant to covers. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really want to do covers, but like to me, it's like, why don't you just cover a song? You got Ray Charles, just cover a song that just will cover, get on the radio. Just cover Georgia on my yeah. mind, yeah, or something like why? Why write a song that sounds so much like a bunch of other songs? Right. Do do a song called Georgia on the Hudson River Line. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. that song. The song kind of sounds that he could have done another a take of. Uh, it, New York, New York State, State of, of Mind. Mind. It sounds. It's, it definitely sounds. Yeah. It has New York State of Mind uh, feels for yeah. sure. For sure. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying. It's. It's definitely. This also feels like he's at the point of fame mm-hmm. where, and maybe because he's you know struggling to to get into the studio and rest this album out, yeah. but he's like, I can call in who I want to call yeah. in. I'm calling in Ray Charles, one of my heroes. Yeah. I'm gonna do a song with Ray Charles. Do a lot worse. Absolutely. I mean that that automatically gets a pass. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. I actually, you know what? It's a good way to, to end side side one. Side one. Side A. Side A. Side we done. Did, we finished this. We finished this wine pretty quick because, well, it's a smaller bottle. So. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the. We're just gonna we're gonna let Ray play us out here. Ray and Billy play us out. Yeah. See you at side B. Bye. And we're back. Side B of the bridge. The bridge. Um, we are. Uh, we're going to go through side B. Um, I want to talk quickly before mm-hmm. we get to the first song. Before okay. we get to our wine, sure. Um, this album cover is a man walking over a bridge. I did not get that. Can you see the man on top of the bridge? I mean, it's, it's a very abstract image. It's a very abstract. It almost looks like '80s MC Escher. Um, yeah, but there is a man under the word Joel. Is that him walking across the bridge? Oh wow! So you know how we talk about we've talked. Uh, if you're if you're looking on Spotify, you're looking on Apple yeah. Music, and you watch. Um, oh, the animated covers. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, look, that guy. If yeah. you watch the animated cover, there's just a man on Spotify. I'm sure it happens on Apple Music too. There's just a man strolling across a bridge, man. and that's how I noticed it. That's how it looked. It, I never would have noticed that in my entire life. Uh, you know what? Before before we get into the album, yeah, um, or just a little bit of more album facts. Let's get into our second wine. Yeah. Um, the, we're talking about the bridge. Um, we have a lovely red that has to do with the bridge. Uh, again, sure from Celery Wines, the the person that picks all our wine, Catherine. Tell us what we got. Chianti Classico is predominantly made up of the Sangiovese grape. This one is about ninety five percent, I believe, with some other grapes blended in. Sangiovese is a medium bodied red fruit driven grape. You find a lot of iron and magnesium and structure. This beautiful rusticity. Um, a lot of this is coming from the soil. Many of the things in, in true wine is all related to the soil it grows in. The soil in this area of Tuscany was um, covered by the sea many different times over the millennium, and a, a soil called Galestro soil is the predominant um, soil that you find in the area. This is a golden color, a, a kind of soft clay, not yet clay, sandy-like texture. Um, and, it, and it's unique in that it, it provides this particular uh, profile of wine. This is where you find a lot of the kind of salinity and the minerality that you experience while drinking something hearty like the Chianti Classico. Um, it pairs perfectly with Bisteca Fiorentina and a lot of the other um, more, more meat-based dishes of the area. 
It is also lovely just to drink with uh, some Billy Joel tunes, and I hope that that has been your experience. All right. <laughs> so the, really, listen, I have no doubts this is going to be a great wine. Yeah. I love a Chianti. Mm-hmm. I also love the fact that the only tie this has to the album is that it's, <laughs> it's Verrazano, which is the Verrazano Bridge yeah. that goes from Staten Island to Brooklyn. Which I will say, when we picked up this wine, we went to Celery. You can Celery is maybe a quarter mile from the Verrazano Bridge. It's, yeah, it's very it's close. It's in Bay Ridge. It's in, it's it's in right the lower there. part of Bay Ridge, yeah. So like, that's cool. Yeah. It's. I mean, this is from Italy. It's not from there. It's. It's. But... it's a, yeah. It's. A, it's from Tuscany. It's a Chianti, but yeah. it says Verrazano. Hey. Yeah. There's. There. I'm sure there's a guy in Staten Island be like, "Hey, that's my wine. That's it. Uh, why don't you go ahead and pop that cork, there and I'm go. gonna. Um, we're gonna hear that. Oh, Damn. that was a double pop. Double pop. Can, <laughs> we, can we do like a greatest hits, and it's like a minute long. It's just every pop. I would love that. Yeah. Let's let's taste this uh, Verrazano Bridge wine. Mmm. Ooh. Ooh, some tannins. Definitely getting licorice. Yeah. Like hardcore licorice. Ooh, that's nice. Peppery. But kind of light. Yeah. Kind of a light-bodied Chianti. I mean, a lot of Chiantis are lighter. It's not like a can. This is nice. I, this would be a good, like... Dang. Italian restaurant meal yeah. wine. Yeah, be very good with that. Some pasta. Yeah. All right. First song, straight out of the gate. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it's a weird one. I don't know if it's a weird one, but uh, it's it's just, it's. It, I guess it's a good I, I side of the t- opener. The, the title is probably the most Billy Joel, like, like a chatbot AI would be like, <laughs> come up with a Billy Joel title, and it would be this. <laughs> the title is Big Man on Mulberry Street. <laughs> It's like big band, I love it. Yeah. I mean, this, this is a fun vibe. Mm-hmm. Why can't I lay low? Mm-hmm. Why can't I say what I mean? So, yeah. a couple things. Um, you said, you know, some big band vibes. Yeah, he's got some pretty big time jazz greats on this song. Yeah, got, I mean it's Ron Carter. Ron, it's Ron I Carter. Mean, yeah. If you don't know Ron Carter, look up the works of Ron Carter. Uh, everything from work with Miles, work with Herbie, and then even you know low end theory from oh, Tribe Called Quest. Really? He, it was Ron. Yeah, it was I Ron Carter for that. pretty much the entire album. Yeah. Uh, it's also got. Um, you know, just a, li- a list of other people: uh, Michael Brecker, mm-hmm. Eddie Daniels, Marvin Stam, yeah, uh, Dave Dave uh, Badger uh, Badgeron, who's mm-hmm. in Blood uh, Blood Sweat and Tears. Just a, a full out horn section, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, now I ain't a bad guy, so tell me what am I trying to prove? Why can't I prove? So one thing that I have liked about this podcast for myself mm-hmm. is um, it's easy to go into an album like this and be like, you know, yeah. there's like some of this that's kind of slipping, I think. Right. And then you get to appreciate it song by song. Mm-hmm. And like, I appreciate this song. I'm sure. not going to throw it on over no. other songs, but I think when you just listen to it song by song, you can kind of get into this one. You, you get like, there's a purpose behind it and there is, you kind of understand Oh, they attempted to do X, Y, Z. Whether or not they succeeded or whether or not, you know, there's sometimes there's a song that, that the first time you listen to, you get it. Mm-hmm. Other times you have to listen to it several times mm-hmm. before you kind of really get it. And I think this is one of those songs. Yeah. I think that this song, he is also... He, you know, it, it said that he was having a hard time finishing this album. Yeah. Um, and just and, and just getting through it, and he said, you know, by the end of the time I got by the time I got done with it, I didn't care. Yeah. Um, I I think that this kind of it evokes that he's trying to get himself to the studio, right? And he's trying to basically like kind of like juice himself up to be like, sure, why can't I finish this thing? I'm that guy. Yeah, I'm freaking Billy Joel. Freaking, yeah. I called in all these big jazz musicians I'm doing it. I'm the guy. Yeah. I'm doing it. 
And um, and I, I think that that is like a little bit of that of him just being like, all right, I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to I'm going to play this song and I'm going to get through this album. Yeah, I'm just going to do it the best way. I mean, the last lyrics. Yeah. Are I'm so romantic. I'm such a passionate man. Sometimes I panic. What if nobody finds out who I am? Yeah. I mean, that's not the case anymore. He's I mean, that's mega imposter famous. syndrome. It's imposter syndrome, yeah. though. And I, I, we said earlier he's his biggest critic. I mean, I think that he, you know, yeah. goes through that for his whole life. Um, time to move on to the next song. Yeah. We said this earlier in the podcast. Yes. Leave us a review. Mm-hmm. Give us five stars. Or leave us your honest feedback. Yeah, feedback is as good as a good review, sure. I think. Email us at roseanstead at gmail. Yeah. Um, follow our Instagram. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to real quick just shout out a little bit of feedback we got recently. The, the subject is put the wine down. Uh-oh. Now, this is, this is interesting. It's put the wine down with a winky emoticon. Okay. It's like a semicolon parenthesis. So, like, put it, so put it, put, like, put it down. Like, kind of winking at you. I like, mean, hey. we put down two bottles every night. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> that sounds like we did what you wanted. But um, <laughs> it, says, uh, it says, you know, this podcast is a bit slow and kind of wandering. Mm-hmm. And the guys sound like nice, fun guys. Mm-hmm. And we are. Yeah. Uh, but they don't actually have a lot of their facts straight. I know this makes... <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, I know this makes me a typical arrogant New Jersey, New York fan. And mm-hmm. then it says in parentheses, I first heard Billy Joel on TV at my grandparents' house in Northport, New York. Hell yeah. But if you're going to do a highly specialized podcast, get to know the subject a little better. Maybe it's just the wine. Keep trying. I love the topic. First of all, got to say all this. Right. It ended on a positive it ended note. On a positive note. Also, if anyone really hates you, they're not going to, they're not going to, it's not a one star review. It's not a five star review. It's yeah. in the middle. Okay. Um, and it's feedback. It's feedback. I mean, I will say this: it, it's feedback, mostly accurate. It's mostly accurate. You know, I'll say this: <laughs> you know a lot about music. Yeah, you are a record reseller. Yes, you, you own an online record store. Can yep. we say that yep. publicly? Yeah, you own an online record store. Mm-hmm. Um, I know about Billy Joel from a very surface level. I kind of know about a lot of things in my life from a very surface level. Sure. Uh, thing, mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't even think of like the specific thing for surface level right there. Just yeah. a thing. Um, this podcast is us drinking wine, experiencing the albums of Billy Joel. We're not experts. No, and I think I think you said it best in our very first episode. You you said if you want a, a guys with a couple of lukewarm takes, <laughs> that's us. <laughs> and I don't think we ever advertise otherwise. I, I, look, I get it. I I think that there's so many podcasts out there. There's so much stuff that. If you want to dive into something, you want expert opinions. Sure. And I get that. And I don't think that ever is really what we were setting out to do. Um, I think it's more about, yeah, it's the experience. Look, I I think examining something is always interesting. Yeah. And no matter what your perspective, whether you're a super fan, whether you're a casual fan, whether you've never heard it before, Mm -hmm. I think coming at it and trying to be critical Mm – is fascinating to yeah. me. Yeah. Whether or not we are fascinating to other people, totally up to it sounds like he thought we were we were you know amicable enough. Sure, sure. Yeah. Which yeah, I'll nice, take. Nice guys. Yeah. Um but that being said, thank you for the review. Yeah, thank if you're you. still if you're still listening, thank you. Tell a friend, leave a follow up review. Anyway. Long anyway. Woo! Uh next song. Next song. So the next song, we, we the next song we we just got done mm-hmm. with uh, Big Man on Mulberry Street. The next song is an interesting one. It's a very emotional one. It's called Temptation. Mm-hmm. Cynthia piano yeah. or a piano with some reverb on it. No, the song was written for the CD era, and it's about the temptation to skip this track. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh well, so. If you listen to this song lyrically, yeah. It's time for me to be on my way. I know I got business to conduct and I got places to go. Yep. Talking about how he's got to leave. Yep. But I can't help looking at us sleeping instead. Another morning I'll have trouble climbing out of this bed. Okay, right there. Yeah. That is, if you, if you think about. You're listening to this song. You're successful. You're a successful dude in the '80s. Mm-hmm. It's like I gotta get on my way, but ugh, I'm having trouble climbing out of his bed, and I'm looking at her just lying there asleep. Yeah. yeah. Um. It it brings up that yeah. image of 
a really successful guy who's yeah. like, oh, I just, you know, I had another one night stand, but there's right. something about this one that makes yeah. me not want to leave. Uh, earlier, you were saying that this kind of was his moment. He had, he had just had his his kid, and he kind of just wanted to. Not, I could see, I could picture him saying this, like waking up and having to drive to the studio to record the bridge, and he's just like, "Why am I going? Why am I doing this?" Interesting that you say that because yeah. Billy Joel said. There's a song on here called Temptation, which people think is about a man talking about a woman. This is actually me talking about not wanting to leave my baby. That's what it's about. It's about, I mean, it's like if you flip that and think about a guy looking mm-hmm. at some woman lying in bed, mm-hmm. think about a guy not wanting to get out of bed because he's looking in the crib beside him because yep. his newborn daughter's there. I got places to go. I got places to go. I got to record this song. But I can't help looking at us sleeping instead. Yeah. Another morning I'll have trouble. Like he doesn't want to yeah. leave his new girl because he's he's in his what, father stage. All right, but why is he climbing out of the bed? He's sleeping in a he's sleeping in a child's bed. <laughs> okay. So what he did is he got his <laughs> his little girl a crib, and then he bought one of those race car beds for himself, <laughs> like a silver spoons. He's sleeping in a race car bed. I mean, it should be technical. So, yeah. You know, musically, yeah. Musically, it's 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 swelling. Um, it's it's not my favorite song, but the fact that it is about his daughter and you can tell he cares so much, I really like that. No, it's great. I, I mean, yes, there's a lot of ways to like, you know, Stevie Wonder isn't she what lovely? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways to do your like, hey, I'm paying tribute to my my kid in a song. This is a, this is a sly, intelligent. Like personal way. Yeah. So that's temptation. Mm -hmm. Um, Great song. Okay. Now, Mm -hmm. now, now, two songs left. We okay. So we've said, uh, Windwood is on this album. Yeah. Ray Charles on this album. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a. We've had jazz greats on that last song. Yeah. Now we get to another song with another great. Yeah. We just talked. I just to... want someone that wants to have fun. I want someone who wants to have fun. What if we get Cindy Lauper in the mix? Uh, wait, is that John Popper on harmonica? <laughs> <laughs> young John Popper before Blues Traveler. Yeah. Not true. Look at this. Listen to it. Jesus. You mean that they're just so thin and like It's just like tinny, like, I'm just looking at the waveform in my head. They just, yeah. yeah. It's, it's because it's recorded for CD, right? Yeah. So, this is Code of Silence recorded recorded with and featuring, or, or sorry, written with and featuring Cindy Long. Yeah. And it's not that strange Cause it wouldn't change What happened anyhow But you swore to yourself A long time ago There were some things That people never needed to know yeah, This almost sounds like That Shania Twain song <laughs> Wait, which one? I, I feel like I know What you're talking about um, the, the one that's like not A barn like burner a, Not feel like a woman No, no, the one's like You're thinking about Next time he cheats? Yeah That's Carrie Underwood Sure that's what it sounds like. Sounds like Carrie Underwood. And I feel it That was me scatting Carrie Underwood. That's a barn burner. It's a what, so what is a barn burner? I think it's that. I think it's like <laughs> Dude, if anyone ever asked you to define something, just be like, it's what I just said. Q E D. Um No, a barn burner is like it's like yeah, you're just like putting tons of emotion and it's building and it's just like here I'm putting it all out on the table. Right. Here it is. Right. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Um it's I mean it's cool that Cindy Lopper's in here. It's also 86. So this is like prime Cindy. Also, yeah. you know, we've we talked about this, but we got Cindy Lopper. Yeah. Cindy Lopper, she was uh friends with people from pro wrestling, mm-hmm. friends with Captain Lou Albano. 
Yeah. Who, Anytime. Every time I think of Artie Rip, I, I picture think of Captain, Captain Lou Albano. Yes! He's in the girls uh, just want to have fun video yeah, as her Cap- dad. Captain Lou Albano and Artie Rip seem like the same person. You know what's funny is Captain Lou Albano owned a chain of like car supply stores in Westchester when I grew up wow. and used to do uh, like commercials, like local ass commercials. And it was Captain Lou Albano, and it was like, oh yeah, come Westchester Avenue, come to when he had like his face pierced with rubber bands. I don't remember that. <laughs> but. He, he would do that. He had he had like rubber bands pierced through his cheek. It was very weird. So yeah, this song. And a little turn couldn't hurt no one anyway. You still have a so yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying about barn burners. Um, like Adele sings barn burners. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I get a little bit of Adele from this. Sure. All right, let's, let's just to bring it back to the main theme that we were talking about earlier. Like, this is a totally different lane for Billy Joel. Yeah. And, like, he's done this maybe five or six times on this album so far. And I know that this album doesn't get a lot of credit, but, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, again, definitely better than Innocent Man. I, I agree. I don't know if a lot of people would agree with us about that, but I definitely think so. I like, I kind of like this stuff. I, I'm kind of a sucker for. Um, yeah, I'm kind of a sucker for like '80s movies and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, I I totally I totally get that. Yeah. Like I I like this thing of uh, this is like people showing up in the like like into the second act right before the third act. Yeah. Being like, we got to get this together. Grab the guns. Yeah. We're going in. Yeah. It's like, and you know, he's 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 got that emotion. Um, he he uh, sort of paid Cindy Lauper back. Yeah. By being on her album doing a song called Maybe He'll Know. Yeah. And she, and he was uh does background vocals. Listen to this. It's and it's a little it, it's a little speaking of innocent man, it's got a little bit of like fifties kinda Oh totally. Yeah. So um all right I now love the, I love the idea of them just being like Yeah. Dude, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It's the crazy thing when you think about, you know, if you were like Billy Joel, Cindy Lauper, yeah. tell me the connection. And someone would be like, I don't know. But then you're like, yeah, massive stars in the 80s. Yeah. Of course they're having they're you know, Huge. it's like you, it's like you've said before. You talk about like all these people with celebrity beefs and it's like mm-hmm. they have celebrity beefs. They probably also share an entertainment lawyer. It's like all these people knew each other at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why yeah. not work together? It's yeah. It's just kind of like it's petty. And you know what? I will say this. It's like. The reason not to work with someone else is probably like trying to maintain an image. And I think that like Billy Joel has at this point decided like he doesn't give a crap about what his image is. Yeah. Or how he's perceived. Yeah. He's just doing his own thing. Yeah. And that's that's what you gotta celebrate about these later albums is like he's really not doing what anyone, you know, is telling him to do. Yeah. And he's kind of out on his own. Yeah. And I think this this last song exemplifies mm. his kind of deciding to do his own thing and break free. Let's 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 go to this last song. Last song of the album, Getting Closer. I went searching for the truth, but to my innocence I found all the common and their acrobats who stomped me in the ground. Alright, so I Part of me wants to just read the entire lyrics because this, the entire lyrics of this song kind of read like, this is him and Artie Rip. This is, this is This is the last album where he's got to pay Artie Rip money. So family records had him by the balls. They would always get a cut of his music up until this album. Mm -hmm. So literally the final second of this song on the bridge Mm -hmm. is the moment that Billy Joel has his emancipation from Artie Rip. Yeah. And to me, that's getting closer is, as he's singing this song, mm. he is getting closer to that moment. Absolutely. And it's kind of amazing. Like, if you if you listen, like, all the con men and their acrobats who stomp me in the ground, 
if I count up their percentages, mm. I know they're getting rich. That's that's yeah. family. Yeah. But they haven't taken everything. Those paybacks are a bitch. Then move move one verse down. What was ripped off by professionals mm-hmm. is not all that it seems. Mm-hmm. While I must live up to contracts, I did not give up my dreams. I mean, that is... That's not even a metaphor. That is just a straight-ahead yeah. truth. Yeah. And that's it. And, like, it's a weird... To me, to read this song is like a meta-narrative. Yeah. And the last words of this song are just him saying, but I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, what's that Ben Fold song where he's basically singing about, like, writing the final song on his contract? Uh, the One Angry Dwarf. Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. One um, Angry Dwarf. Great Ben Fold song. Great album. Um, uh, One Down is the Ben Fold song. It's on... Play it. I don't know what it's... I think he only did it live. Yeah. This is off Ben Fold's live. Great album. And Andrew came along, y'all, to add a couple of lines or so. I've got one I finished yesterday, and I've got 3.6 to go. So he's singing about writing a song. And he's singing about recording a song and getting it done and and hitting a deadline. Mm. Before he became famous, he was under like a publishing contract okay. where he was writing songs for some record company. And I guess the only thing that he wrote, he got 0.4% of the royalties of for some weird reason. He like they, they didn't give him a whole percentage. Mm-hmm. So he was still under contract. And he needed to do 4.6 more songs for them to be out of this contract. Mm. So he wrote the song, one down, 3.6 to go, meaning, all right, here's, this, here's the first song. I'm working through it. This song is about me putting out and, and fulfilling my contract. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what one down is. All right. So then... No. So he's just kind of, I mean, it sounds a little bit like a celebration. Yeah. Like he's just like, once this thing gets out, like you said, he's counting down the moments. Yeah. To where he's getting closer to not have to pay family records. It's any, so any, cool. Anything else. And th- that's kind of Billy Joel um, moving on in his life. Yeah. He's getting closer to whatever. It is. And the next thing yeah. he's getting closer to is the Russia concert. Yes. Which. I I was gonna say this. I, I think we should watch the film as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna try to find a good copy of it. Yeah. 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 All right. So um, that was that was um, the bridge. The bridge. Yeah. That was the bridge. You know, I don't think this album ages well, uh, but uh, but I I don't hate it. I actually weirdly think it does age well. I I, I ages me, well of its time. To me, again. I don't know why I'm, I keep bringing it back to compare this, but the album that has more of the like stank of the '80s on it is Innocent Man. This mm. album has this like we talked about this. Some of the stuff that was very '80s in this album mm-hmm. is coming around again. Mm. The like boomer '50s nostalgia '80s is not coming around again. Right. Yeah. So I I kind of almost feel like this is this is a triumph. This is a good album. I kind of like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, not perfect. He says that Nylon Curtain mm-hmm. exhausted him because he was like, "This, I'm going to be a perfection on this. Perfectionist on yeah. this. He we talk about Nylon Curtain a, is, a, is kind of a late classic. Yeah. 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 But he didn't do that on this. But I, yeah. I agree with you. I think as a piece of its time, it ages well, and I think it ages better than how people remember it. Yeah, I mean, look, if you want to if you want to ever prove to someone that Billy Joel can do more than just Billy Joel, mm-hmm. bring him this album, play him tracks, just don't play him the choruses because then they'll be like, "Oh yeah, it's Billy Joel." Yeah. But like play him play him the beginning of each of these songs and you'll be mm-hmm. like, "Oh wow." Yeah. Like totally. He's he's branching off, man. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, that was the bridge. Mm-hmm. We will be covering the Russia concert. Uh like we have said on this 
Email us. Leave us a review. Yeah. Uh, we'll read it. Rate us. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on uh, at Rose underscore instead. Uh, and uh, order from Celery Wines. If, yeah. if you mention this podcast, they'll give you a discount. Indeed, or they'll, they'll they give will. you they'll give you free shipping. That's what it is. They give you free shipping. I, that's that is a discount. That is a discount. Well, that's, there you go. That's an amazing discount. All right. Well, like we always say, we always say we said it a couple times between you and me and the Staten Island Ferry, and sometimes over the Verrazano Bridge. Yes. We'll see you next time. This has been Bottle of White, Bottle of Red, hosted by Bill Granberg and Corey Cabin. The podcast is produced by Jeremy Balin. If you enjoyed this episode, check us out on the socials at Rosé Instead. That's Rosé underscore Instead on Instagram and Twitter. The podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. For more information on the wines featured in this podcast, check out Celery.com. That's C-E-L-L-A-R-Y dot com. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.